Hi, and welcome to the Joyous to Be podcast. I'm your host, Dasha, and I'm so happy to have you here. Okay, imagine the life where you feel excited as you wake up every morning, where you love what you do, and you feel inspired, and you love the people you're going to interact with, where you feel safe and confident and calm and peaceful and happy and joyous to just be and live and explore this beautiful life looking forward to miracles that you know are on their way to you, where you trust God and are ready to co-create your amazing life with the universe, leading your people to a better, high-quality, abundant life full of magic. This is where I'm going, and on this podcast, I share with you what I learned on my way there, how to fall in love with yourself and how to believe in your dreams, how to build beautiful relationships with people around you, how to set healthy boundaries and how to stay sane and learn to trust your gut, how to shift through fears and let things be easy, and many, many more things we need to master on our way to that beautiful life. So, are you coming with me? Hi guys, welcome to the Joyous to Be podcast and Happy New Year and Merry Christmas and all this because I haven't been recording an episode uh, on this podcast for a while and so yeah, so I missed the chance to wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year beforehand, so I'm doing this now. I hope everything is fine, I hope you're doing well, all the Christmas holidays are over already and I hope you are getting back to sanity if you lost it a little bit because I surely did. As a recovering codependent, I had a hard time, uh, you know, I wouldn't say setting my boundaries because I'm pretty good at it most of the time, but with finding time for myself because my husband was at home and I wanted to be with him and it didn't let me get my things done because I wanted to read, I wanted to journal, I wanted to do some tarot readings and do some yearly tarot readings for some people, like for my people. And I didn't do any of that because I wanted to be with my husband. And we watched movies, we watched all Harry Potter movies. I watched them for the first time in my life and I enjoyed them. And I like, even though I think they're not for children, like my phone says that I'm right. They're not for children. Why did I ever decide that it's like a child story? I mean, like it's it's a story for children. It's freaking not. It's crazy and intense and yeah. But I enjoyed it. I don't think I will be rewatching it because like I had literally seriously I had nightmares about the Voldemort. So And now we're watching Sherlock, the TV show, and I'm enjoying it so much, but it's still intense for me. Actually, you know, a lot of things began feeling intense for me ever since I started, like, my mindfulness journey. We even watched Matrix with my husband. Like, before we watched the fourth movie, we watched all three again. And, um, like, I love the first one. The first one is, like, my favorite. And... Uh, when I was watching it the first time, I was nine years old and I was in love with Keanu Reeves. But movies two and three, they they were intense for me. I was worried, you know, I was sensitive. And yeah, like even before doing all this inner work, 
I can say that I like my favorite genre was of movies was uh, like romantic comedy. But now even more so because I'm so sensitive to all the stuff. Like I don't like a lot of blood and a lot of killing and a lot of drama makes me really, really sad. And yeah, like I, I don't like intense uh, emotional dramas anymore. But anyway, why am I talking about this? Oh, so we like we watched a lot of movies, we played games together, we, we play Overwatch together. And again, <laughs> if you know what's Overwatch, you might be wondering right now, like, what the hell? She says she doesn't like intense dramas, but she's playing Overwatch, killing heroes. And it's different, it's colorful. I don't like Counter-Strike, I don't like... Uh, what are other games? Um, Valorant... And there is one more game that is pretty popular now, and I forgot. Oh, Apex Late, Apex Legends, or just Apex? I don't know, not sure. But uh, because they are too realistic, and those are, they they have like normal carless, like realistic maps where they play, and like with realistic weapons. And Overwatch is like magic, and I don't know, and like all this cute stuff and it's so colorful and so bright and so cute. This is why I like Overwatch. But yeah, I had a hard time uh, finding time for myself. Like I didn't want to find time for myself because my husband was at home and I wanted to be with him. And now when like today is the first day he's at work and I'm like, I can finally do things for myself now. Like I journaled last night while I was taking bath. And then like today I did a tarot reading for my client. And then I like read a little and I listened to Abraham Hicks and one podcast. And like, and here I am now recording a podcast episode finally. So my life gets back to normal. Yay me. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> And also, this is my third take, like, I tried to start recording this episode two times before this one, and I just, I wasn't sure what I wanted to talk to you about, because there are things that I've processed already, and I did, like, an Instagram live in Russian, uh, and talked to my Russian people about this, and then the re there are things that I'm still processing, and I wanted to talk to you about them, but I guess I'm not ready yet. So I don't think, like, I'm, yeah, I don't think I'm ready to talk about this yet. There, the, like, there is something that I'm working through, and I think I've shifted a lot of stuff, but it just happened, like, yesterday, and even today a little bit. And so I'm not ready to, you know, dive in and talk about it yet. And this is why I decided to ask my Oracle deck about what you guys may need from me, what you probably want me to talk about. Like, what do you need? I ask my cards, what do my people need? What they want to know, what they want to, you know, what they need help with. And the card that I pulled, oh, I love this card so much. There is like this uh, shaman lady with blue skin. I actually never paid attention to the fact that she has blue skin. But it's like um, Krishna-like energy, I guess. I don't know. This is at least what she reminds me of. And she's like this uh, shaman lady. 
and she is like there are mountains behind her and she has this tree branch branch of a tree in her hand and she is stirring a water in a tiny lake like she's a goddess size like she's big and there is this tiny building in front of her with a lake and she's like storing water in it and what this card represents to me is being bigger than the circumstances being bigger than what's going on in your life right now and also being backed up by mountains and so when i looked at this card and uh, try to, you know, to feel, not even figure out or like come up with, but feel what I need to talk to you about. I had this feeling, this, you know, downloaded thought of observing. We need to observe. And what it reminded me of was this video that I watched this morning by Till Swan, where she said that when we work on ourselves, when we do inner work, when we do inner practices, when we do healing and shifting and, you know, um, healing our triggers, it's not the fact that, like, we have to do this work that stops us. It's the fact that we resist this work. Like when we think, oh, when is it going to be over? God, there are so many things that trigger us. And like no matter how many years we're doing this work, there are still many, many, many things that, you know, trigger us. And like it seems like this job, this work of self-healing is never ending and this attitude of, oh my God, when is it going to end, is creating resistance. It is the resistance that stands on the way of us accepting ourselves fully and unconditionally. And this is what I, I now feel called to talk to you about. And <laughs> interestingly enough, um, if I'm going to talk to you about this, and give you examples uh, of like what happened to me, of how I see it. I am going to talk to you about the things that I processed that happened like during this winter holiday. So, you know, remember when I said a few minutes ago that I wasn't ready to talk about it? Well, I guess now I am. Because when I was describing this uh, on my Russian stories, on my Russian Instagram, I gave a few examples of this. Like of the fact that this job, this work of self-healing is never ending and it's okay. Because like the first example that I gave was that, you know, we're always growing. And even if we've been doing this inner work for a while, we're still growing all the time. And the situations we're in are changing and it's great. It's beautiful that they're changing. Because if they're not changing, like if we're stuck in the same triggers, if the same triggers come up, if the same situations and like no matter how many people are around us, they still trigger the same things and they act like the same. It means that we're stagnant. And it happened to me when I, I remember when I uh, started streaming, I started streaming before I started doing this inner work. And I remember that people who would show up on my stream, 
they were triggering the same patterns in me, the same things, the same feelings. And it created this uh, perspective in me that like all people on Twitch are the same. But it's it's me who was the same. I didn't shift those, you know, triggers. I didn't do the healing work. And this is why people, like no matter how many people were there, they were still triggering the same old stuff over and over and over again. But when I started doing this inner work, triggers started changing and people and the situations I found myself in were different. And that's when I had this feeling of it being never ending because I healed one part of me of like uh, my childhood trauma and then another one showed up and I remembered, I uncovered some childhood traumas. I remembered some situations from my childhood and I healed that part, but then something else showed up. And yeah, and it felt like, oh my God, is it ever gonna end? And the answer is no. And it's because we're growing and it's great. And so what I was talking about on my stories today was that when we're growing, we find ourselves in different situations and it triggers they, those situations, th those new situations trigger different patterns, different psychological traumas within us that need our presence. For example, you were in a relationship like it, it was with me, at least my example. I was in a relationship, in a long-distance relationship, and I was learning to set my boundaries. I was learning to articulate my feelings and my emotions and like what's going on to me. I was learning how to be vulnerable and accept my vulnerability even when nobody else understands because like as a recovering codependent, I it was painful for me to think about that when I'm being vulnerable, my boyfriend may not accept it. And I was learning to shift through this, to heal this, and to, you know, to be the support that I want and I'm looking for in him, be the support for myself. And it was a lot of triggers, a lot of healing, a lot of stuff. And then we got married and we began living together. And... It was like next level of healing, you know, because now he was in front of me 24-7. We were together and it was like during the lockdown also, so literally 24-7. And it was even more vulnerability, even more openness and even more of, you know, setting boundaries and learning to be with each other. And it triggered more things. And also he was in front of me and now I could see his face. And again, as recovering uh, codependent, uh, I learned like long before in, in my childhood that trying to read the room, trying to feel the emotions that my husband feels uh, like, it was my coping mechanism. You know what I'm talking about. Like, my English is probably not very good <laughs> at the moment. But you know what I'm talking about. Like, when I was a child, my mom, being a narcissist, uh, I mean, a person with a narcissistic personality disorder, she was using manipulation a lot. And I needed, like, it was my coping mechanism. I needed to read her 
nonverbal and verbal most of the time non-verbal signs, you know, I needed to read her to feel safe. And when I started living with my husband, this is what I also did. And it was uncovering a lot of triggers, a lot of trauma that I needed to heal because now I was in a new situation and I needed to get back to feeling like I am my supportive system, supporting system. I need to be with me right now and I'm the most important person in my life. So growth causes us facing new situations, which causes us, you know, to heal more things, to uncover more things, to uh, to see, to observe in us new triggers that we need to, you know, to work through, to shift, to heal. And um, the second example that I gave was uh, the family situation that happened uh, on my birthday. My birthday was on 7th of January. And my husband's grandma wanted me to meet my husband's cousin because we haven't met before. And so without warning us, she invited us and she invited them, uh, my husband's cousin with her husband. We were not ready to meet each other. I was not ready to meet them because like, you know, it was, um, I wanted to meet her for a while, but I guess I was a little bit shy and um, I don't know, like there was something there. I wanted to, I guess, impress her. I guess like the main problem was that deep inside I wanted to impress her. I wanted to be her friend and maybe she wasn't ready for it. Maybe she, like maybe we're totally different and like I had some expectations. And so I wasn't ready to meet her right like when my husband's grandma decided that we need to meet. And it was awkward. We came and they were there and they didn't even talk much. And I tried to be polite and have a conversation. And it's very hard. It was very hard for me to have a conversation with them because like neither her nor her husband were very talkative. And I'm not used to these situations because for the past few years, like, I don't even remember how long ago I found myself in a situation where I would have to meet someone who doesn't want to meet me. It was so awkward, so awkward. And I tried to have a conversation with them, but they were just answering yes or no or nodding and like not really taking part in a conversation. So at some point I gave up and I just, you know, kept silent. And I felt so icky, like it was just, oh, just such a disgusting feeling. And I felt insecure. I had a reaction in my body and like I wanted to cry and I tried to work through this stuff um, like right in the moment. But it was hard for me because my inner child was wounded. It felt like really bad and whenever I try to address it and have like a conversation with my inner child inside my head at that moment I felt tears in my eyes and I didn't want like 
questions, you know, I didn't want to attract attention to myself because I was very vulnerable and I wanted to protect myself. And so I I stopped. I just, you know, I wasn't the moment, but I was like uh, with a mask on, I guess. And only when I came back home, I started working through this. I started having conversation with myself in my journal. And I realized that this situation reminded me of some situation that happened either in school or in kindergarten when I was very little, where there were some cool children who didn't want to play with me. And I felt abandoned. I felt like there was something wrong with me. And it was painful. And I had to, you know, get back into this situation that happened when I was a child. And I had to relieve all those feelings and cry it out. And then, like, heal and then talk to myself from this position of my inner adult, you know. And again, like, I've been doing this inner work, inner healing, and all this stuff, and coaching, actually, for four years. And you'd think that after doing this for four years, I'd be done with this shit already. But no, that's the point. That's the point. We are never... This is why I don't really like calling this healing, because then I would have to say that we're never healed. But the thing is that we're never broken. And inner healing is not about fixing something that is broken. It's growth and it's insights. And in order to have insights, we need to have contrast. And... I guess God bless our childhood because a lot of contrast happened back then. And now we don't need to go through a lot of stuff to have this contrast. This contrast triggers something in us and we remember that we lived through this already and we can heal and have insights without actually going outside and being rejected by children on a playground when we're 30, right? because we've already been rejected by children when we were five and we can just get back and relieve all that and have our insights and have our growth points. And so it brings me back to the card that I pulled for today's episode, which for me has this meaning of observe and realize that you are so much bigger, so much stronger than your circumstances. But you are in this physical life exactly for those circumstances, you know? You came here to grow and you came here to learn because you want to expand. You want to become bigger, you know? You want to achieve more and you use the situations in your physical life as your, you know, triggers that will help you to grow. As Amanda Francis says, this work is never done, but after so many years of doing it, it's not hard anymore. It's not something you get tired from. And it's like your everyday work. It's like your full-time job, you know, to feel your feelings and to listen to your thoughts and find patterns that are not serving you in all those thoughts and fix them. And it doesn't take that much time anymore comparing to how much time it took when you just started doing your inner work, your inner healing. And it doesn't scare you. 
because now you know how to deal with this because you now choose to accept your shadows and to grow with them to accept more and more and more parts of you and on a deeper and deeper and deeper level and it's only the attitude of oh my god when is it gonna end that introduces resistance and doesn't let you accept yourself fully unconditionally and accept the fact that yeah sometimes you're going to be sad and sometimes some people are going to trigger something in you and uh, you know your feeling of self-worth is never like permanent you will still have some situations where you're gonna feel unworthy or rejected but they not scare you anymore it doesn't scare you anymore because you remember that you are loved and this is why this lady on the card has blue skin krishna like blue skin because there is a god in all of us you know you are that source energy that creates worlds. You are that. And while you face this contrast, while you do your stuff and while you uh, observe the situations around you and get triggered by them, don't forget that you are the source energy that came here to play. You are bigger than that. And sometimes you, you know, you feel trapped just because you chose this perspective of being small and, you know, tiny and powerless, which is never true. It's never true. So you need to observe. You need to, you know, find time for yourself. Find time to just write in your diary and sometimes it's going to be morning pages, which is not something that I that I do every day I want to say which is not something that I would recommend you every day but I don't know like it's up to you it's just that for me morning pages is this exercise where I just open my journal and I just write everything that is in my head like all the worries and all the like all the things that are going on just to get clear just to get it all out from my head on the paper and just relax because now it's quiet in your head. And I don't do it every day. I do it like once, maybe in two weeks. And it's very healing. But yeah, sometimes you just need to be alone and you need to let it all out and write it all down and observe what's going on, observe the patterns, observe your feelings. And maybe you will have to write down like all the situations, all the things, all the triggers that are going on in your head and also add there how you feel and what it's triggering within you and you will just be able to sort out your feelings. But just observe, just observe the situation, reminding yourself that you're bigger than all the circumstances, that you're backed up by mountains, you're loved, you're supported. You are so adored by your spirit guides, by your soul, by, you, by your higher self, inner being, God, angels, universe, whatever you believe in, like whatever you take your guidance from. Just observe. Just be with yourself. 
and realize that this presence with yourself, self-acceptance, unconditional self-love is your full-time job. So, yeah, this is what I want to leave you with. And once again, Happy New Year and thank you for listening and have a lovely rest of your day and I will see you next time. Kisses. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something useful. If you did, please leave a review and rate my podcast and I will see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye.